welcome to Aligned Work. This is your host and coach, Barakat Kalili, and you're listening to a powerful conversation about creating work that is meaningful, fulfilling, and lucrative. Hi, Hina. Hi, how are you? I'm so sorry about the towel, but... <laughs> no, no worries, <laughs> Let's no pretend worries. like you don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be just audio only, so... Uh, oh, great, great, great. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, no, it's great to catch up with you. I'm glad we're uh, doing this call, though, too, especially because mm-hmm. uh, it, it gives us a chance to kind of track progress over time and see how things For are sure. kind of developing. And so, yeah. uh, you know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago and uh, like I said, I don't have an, uh, an agenda or anything to cover today. And so yeah. I think um, just want to find out, well, I guess a good starting question would be just kind of what would make this an extraordinary conversation for you? And then feel free to just kind of riff on that and see what, you know, what's been going on, what's on your mind. Well, thank you for your time. Um, it's been I think it's been a month. It's been quite eventful. Um, you can probably, please excuse my voice. Um, I'm not actually, I haven't been well, but like it's it's going around. It's just a cold. So I think I sound nasally, but um, just, it's been hard. Um, I'm still not, uh, I still don't have a job. So last time we discussed that part. Um, so it's hard, but um, I'm just more and more determined, I think, with every passing day. Well, at least that's what I tell myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just to feel better, <laughs> for self-soothing sometimes. Um, you know, I'm doing interviews, and now it's the tricky period because it's Christmas, so things are kind of slowing down everywhere. The recession hasn't helped, I have to say. There's a lot of fear as well in the market, so uh, sometimes it's overwhelming, you know, like you sometimes I question myself, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just need to go back. I'll just give up, you know? But then one part of me is like, no, don't give up, keep going. So, you know, it's just about every day you got to do your best. Yeah. And how does, how does that feel when, when those thoughts come up, you know, and that discouragement, you know? Oh, it feels terrible. Mm-hmm. You really feel you really are tested, but I think it's also important to realize that those voices are coming from within. Mm-hmm. So no one is telling me these things, but me. Right. So if I, yeah, if I can then be aware of that, then I can turn that around and say, no, actually I can encourage myself because if I'm able to listen to these negative voices, why can't I listen to the positive voices? So mm-hmm. um, every day that becomes more apparent and you just keep, like encouraging yourself that's all you can really do you yeah, can only yeah. be your best uh you know your best advocate and do your best so i've been interviewing um i've been networking so the difference between last time and this time is i've started to network okay in person okay and that's great because it's also social so you meet friends you you meet people in london yeah. And you just feel a sense of support. It's maybe invisible, but you certainly feel a lot more supported. And okay. um, so that's been great. Um, just coming out of your shell a little bit yeah, and yeah. you know, putting your hand up and saying, oh, I'm struggling here, but look, mm-hmm. I need some, I need a support system or, or not, not that someone is obliged to support me, but just, it's just helps to talk to other people and, um, you know, maybe similar positions. So that's helped. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah. Are there, do you, are you finding other people in a similar position? I, I found a few people, most people are employed, so it's hard, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because, you know, to survive in London, you have to work. And when you don't, you, yeah. 
you literally feel like a failure. Mm. But it's not to say that I'm not employed because of my lack of ability. It's the sponsorship is is the bottleneck here. So yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel desperate. Um, sometimes I feel like crying, <laughs> but mm. it is what it is. That's life. Life is really, really full of challenges. And every day you have to just keep reminding yourself, you got this, you got this, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it can... And, and when we feel, what I found too, myself and others, is that uh, when you have those feelings, you kind of beat yourself up for having those feelings too. You know, like I shouldn't be feeling like this. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't have bad feelings. Shouldn't have bad days. Or, or I should be better at this. Or, like, come on, chin up. Like, this is just go a pair. You know, like you you start feeling sh- almost shame shameful because you're mm-hmm. having these feelings, but they're very natural. Right. And it's hard to explain because um, I think you have, to, and of course, everyone goes through their own challenges in life, but, you know, sometimes it's really hard. <laughs> I have to say one of those, yesterday it was snowing, right? And I was caught outside without appropriate, um, like, uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't have my gloves and everything. And I just started feeling really sorry for myself. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. So um yeah, you just have really yeah ups and downs. But at the end of the day, you have to always be grateful and you have to always look at the positive, even if it's hard. It's the hardest thing to do when you're in amongst you know hardship, it's really, really hard to look at the positives. But there are always positives. Like you have a roof over your head, you have food in your belly, you have hot water, you have family, you have love. So you're just keeping, yeah, it's just about reminding yourself all the time. Yeah. And what um because it does feel like like you're like you've this particular challenge is one where you're, you're stretching yourself beyond where you've been before when, when was the last time you've been that in that kind of similar situation where you were like pushing the limits um I think I have to really think because it's been a long time since I was in this pressure cooker environment mm. um and you know that's the thing about being in, in a comfort zone is you can get too comfortable and you forget that it's hard out there. So it's not until you really stretch yourself, that's really when you know what you're capable of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I can't even remember the last time I felt like this, where I was so pressured. Financially, I'm okay, right? But it's the, it's the like social aspect of not having a job, you know, mm-hmm. don't know what my situation is going to be in the next few months. I can't plan my life. I'm not in a relationship, so I feel very emotionally like I have family, but you know, there's that that void in my life as well. I don't have um, a partner, so it, it just becomes quite complicated. But um, yeah, to answer your question, it's it's I can't remember the last time I was stretched this way. I know you mentioned before that uh, uh, you're a big fan of solo travel, and you've been yeah. around quite a few places. Yeah. I mean, was that ever scary? Oh, yes. Yes, it was scary. But I always knew that I was capable because I have such a passion for travel. And I never felt unsafe. Um, It's interesting because when I travel by myself, I just feel fearless. So maybe I need to bring that fearlessness (laughs) into this process right here, which I do. But it's a different fearlessness, I feel, when I'm traveling. well, what makes you feel yeah, fearless I, when you when you travel alone? Um, it's been it, it's that 
knowing that belief that I'm going to be fine. Um, it's that excitement that you're going places, you're discovering things, you're having experiences, you're meeting people, you know, you're, you're having fun. So I think you feel happy. You feel mm -hmm. very happy. And you don't really think about um, the bad stuff, right? Because you're focused on the good stuff, which is in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, and you get busy with meeting people and thinking things from a dis different perspective, having fun. Um, so that's probably why I felt fearless. Um, even yeah. there were times I felt by my, like alone, you know, cause you, when you're solo traveling, you're on your own, but you meet people. So there's no time for like dwelling in those feelings, you know? Yeah. You're alone, but you don't always feel lonely. Right. Isolated. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and you know, you have this tremendous belief that like, and you've been you've been also planning it, right? It's not just a um, yeah. it's not just a spontaneous trip that you've taken. Oh, at least I have. I've planned it well in advance, so that helps a lot. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And have you been to London before? Um, only to visit, okay. not to live. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's a different feeling, to totally. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean, um, part of that might be kind of a way to kind of reframe this is. Uh, what I always like to do is I like to take examples from another area of life where you have the same kind of challenge, but you show up differently. You're able to overcome yeah. it or, or it's not an issue and then sure, see yeah. how, what, what worked over there. And then can we apply that over here? Yeah, that's a very good point. So I'll give you an example where I, when I was traveling this summer, I, um, had you know when you you try not to but sometimes you miss flights or you miss public transport and you miss trains and you know yeah. shit happens basically so that's what happened in spain um i was flying to uh, sorry i had to take the train from barcelona to the south of france to the south of spain and it was a very expensive train um anyway i actually missed my train and uh you know, for many different reasons, but, um, I did miss it and I, I started panicking and <laughs> what happened anyway, I, I'm going to keep this nice and short, but I ended up leaving my bags in the, um, tourism, uh, in the office, uh, where I was working out what to do next, right. In customer service office. And I happened to just leave my bags there. Like my, my main backpack I had on my bag, uh, back, which was, had my passport and everything, my phone, but like my, my other big bags, I kind of left them in the, in the, Mm -hmm. um, in the office to the side. I thought, well, I'll be back, you know, within half an hour. I was going to the bathroom. I had to charge my phone. Anyway, by the time I actually came back, they had moved my stuff to lost property. And then that lost property office had shut. Okay. The, the doors were clo closed. They were locked. And I started panicking because in that um, time, I think it was an hour where I had like uh, vanished off somewhere within the area. I was planning on what to do next. So I ended up buying some flights to the south of um, Spain and I was charging my phone. I had to call my mom or something, use the bathroom. And before you know it, I'm like, okay, the bloody, the office is locked. So I started panicking and I just, I could feel myself crying. I, mm. I immediately, I just panicked mm. and I, and I, I didn't speak the language, um, Catalan. So I was trying free, you know, frantically to actually get some help and no one was helping me. They've said, well, it's Friday night. You're going to have to come back on Monday to get your bags. I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. I have a flight to catch. I have to leave mm -hmm. in uh, one hour. 
Um, anyway, long story short, they ended up opening the office for me, but I, I had a heart attack in those 45 minutes that I was freaking out. But I think what I learned from that lesson, um, aside from not leaving my bags was you have to be very calm. Um, it's like, I cried, but I didn't cry and have, have a tantrum. I actually just you really have to calm yourself because yeah, you don't. Yeah. And it sounds very trivial now when I think about it, but at the time you're, you're freaking out. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're like, my bags are inside. I have a plane to catch. I need to leave. I'm going to lose my money. I've just missed my train. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, you, you really yeah. start freaking out and you don't speak the language. So it, it's, I think it's life skills. You have to really calm yourself and you have to like breathe because it's easy not to breathe in those situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, when you start breathing and you're like, okay, just you have to calm yourself. And I was all by myself. And then I saw that the office was opening and I pleaded with them. I'm like, please give me my bags back. So they did. But, and then that was all fine. I caught my flight and everything was fine. But yeah. Um, How many years ago was that? That was this summer. It was literally. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Six months ago. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. you know, it's a funny sto- story I tell now, travel story, but travel is not all rainbows and roses, right? Travel sure. is is quite hard, especially when you're doing it all on your own. It yeah. can be hard for a woman, especially. You know, I have uh, like bits, a few scary stories in Paris. I was all by myself and there were these men trying to harass me. And anyway, um, long story short, but I think what I learned from that is that you really have to, you have to be calm in those situations because mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. can happen. Um, and that's life. Anything yeah. can happen, but you need to be calm. And if you're calm, you can think from a, um, like you're not freaking out. And so I think your adrenaline, you need to just keep it at bay. Otherwise yeah. you just, you can't think basically. Yeah. And you know, that was six months ago and you're here today. You came through on yeah. the other side of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, imagine, imagine say it's six months from today or, or a year yeah. from today. You know, and you're looking back on where you're at now in this, yeah. trans- in this period of time, this window where you didn't, you don't have a job and uh, you're, you're trying to make, you know, everything's, you're kind of like in limbo uh, yeah. for a bit. Yeah. You know, how do you think you'll look back on this period? With so much strength and like pride I think if I survive (laughs) to tell the tale in six months or a year's time I'm going to be so proud of myself because I never gave up and I don't give up I I know that I don't give up you sometimes fall and it's hard to get up but I don't give up that's a promise I make to myself I'm going to cry I'm going to bitch I'm going to moan I'm going to (laughs) vent but I don't give up you know Mm -hmm. so um yeah I'm going to look back and and with pride um yeah that's you have to keep fighting, I think. Yeah. No matter what's, how hard the challenge is. Yeah. Yeah. What What's fun about your life right now, about being there in London? Um, oh, gosh. Well, knowing every day that I'm showing up for myself, that's fun. Um, trying different methods, right? Creativity like reaching out to people, networking, you know, making connections, trying. I think that's fun because it's hard work, but it's fun because mm-hmm. I think you get better at it as well. Yeah. Um, reaching out to people or trying different ways or 
I don't know, like find for this job and then seeing, you know, what else can I bring to the table? Really digging deep. I think that's a fun process. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, especially for what you're trying to do, conversations are so important, right? Yeah. Meeting people. And I think it, um, just like with travel, you know, it, it keeps you from feeling lonely and isolated and scary uh, through this process. I think as you, because with every conversation you have, you learn something, you meet a person, you make a connection, build a relationship. And so as part of the process, you know, maybe think of it, uh, we can think of it as like travel, right? What, what are the things that make travel fun? How can we kind of inject that same uh, oh, yeah. gamification in, into this and turn it into 100%. something? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Having that's fun, meeting of, people. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. And to be honest, um, the last couple of weeks I've been scripting. I don't know if we spoke about manifesting and the law of attraction the last yeah, time. Yeah, we did a little bit. I've yeah. been, we did. Yeah. We we touched on it. So I've been scripting for the last maybe a couple of weeks, um, just really deliberately trying to focus before I go to sleep every night, focusing on being grateful for what I am trying to attract into my life. And I've got three main goals. The first one is, um, you know, a job, a sponsorship uh, in, in London so I can stay here. And obviously also there's other things, but I think it's great because there are times in your day where, where there's been times in my day, like today I've had one of those days where I'm like very <sighs> up and down, but the minute I script and I, I put my focus on this piece of paper, you start thinking, okay, I have one moment. I have to now, I have right now to choose. Yeah. What am I choosing? Am I choosing the bad stuff or am I choosing the good stuff? I'm choosing yeah. the good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you make that a habit, it leads to a lot of momentum. And so I'm finding small wins in my day, right? Like someone's going to reach out to me or I don't know, like I can't explain it, but a few wins I've had recently. So I think, yeah, that practice helps me a lot. Yeah. Because it also, it's like gratitude practice. It's like the more that you're grateful, the more you start noticing there is more to be grateful about. Exactly. Your your mind is a filter. Our minds are filters. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're always filtering for information that confirms our beliefs. And so once you're aware of that, you can yeah. reprogram the filter. And so uh, if you feel like, hey, you know, I'm in this situation where things are beyond my control are keeping me down, you can reprogram it and you know, as you think about gratitude, as you think about those wins that you have, conversations, yeah. anything like that, the more you can focus on that, the more you can kind of reprogram that filter to see those things that that are going to support you. Correct. Show you that mm -hmm. I am making progress and I am going to be here. I am going to uh, create sure. that job and the outcome yeah. I want, you know. Exactly. Um, and so a win I've had recently is that I've um, been invited to an interview in person by Bloomberg um, for an account managing role. I had a phone chat with them uh, last week and yeah, they've invited me to an in-person interview. So I'm really excited. It's next yeah. week. Um, and yeah, I guess um, I've been reaching out to Bloomberg employees respectfully um, online. And I had a particular conversation with one uh, colleague, but they're in the New York office. And so I was asking them, you know, questions about the role. They're in the role that I'm, I've applied for. Mm. So it, it was very nice of them to actually give me some time. I don't know this person, um, yeah, yeah. but they're in the New York office. So, you know, it's been things like that. I think, um, yeah, it makes you feel That's, good that at least you're doing something, you know, it takes yeah. daily momentum, you know? 
what other wins have you had big or small work related or not? Um, yeah. Um, I think I've just been more open-minded to, um, networking and putting myself out there because you do, it's very easy to feel isolated. And then the more you feel isolated, the more you start isolating yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a bit mm-hmm. like depression, right? Yeah. When you feel down, you don't want to do anything. And then you feel even more down and then you don't want to do anything more. And then it's a cycle. It's like yeah? a flywheel so, going in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's that negative loop. And so um, you got to break out from that. Yes. So I think that networking has helped me just remain open-minded and, it gives you strength because you're like, okay, you know what? I don't know everything. I'm not perfect, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm determined. That's what sets me apart. And that I think I hope to demonstrate that in my interviews because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have financial markets or trading experience, for example, in my, in this Bloomberg role that I've applied for. I don't have that technical experience that perhaps they're looking for, but I, what I have is determination. I have resilience and sometimes that's more important than the technical stuff because you can learn the technical stuff um, if you're motivated enough, but the attitude, you can't learn that. You have to just, yeah. Well, and just like we were talking about the filter, right? I mean, if you focus on what you don't have, that's, that's where you're going to keep getting back more of, right? Correct. Correct. uh, Mm -hmm. But if you focus on what you do have, the assets that you do bring to the table, you'll bring that to it. And plus, if you go to the interview with that on your mind, what yeah. you don't have, that's that's where your minds are going to go, right? And it's going to be exactly. like, you're going you're to feel like, when's the shoe going to drop? And they're going to yeah. find out, I don't know, anything. Yeah. I have no business being in here in this room. Yeah, you know? correct. So you had six that you... to eight years of experience in sales, business development? I did, yeah. Memory, thank you, Barricade. Um, I do, but um, it's been sort of, Firstly, it's in a different market. So it's in Australia, not the UK. But yeah, aside but from still, that- you're selling I mean, yourself short. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So aside from the geography, um, I don't have financial trading experience that Bloomberg have requested, I suppose, in the interview. But I mean, the fact that they're interviewing me knowing that I don't have that necessarily technical knowledge. So that's that's yeah. what I'm focused on now, right? And so the interview is on Monday. So I'm today is what Tuesday. So I've got about a week, just to shy of a week, to really just focus. And so I'm so determined. And I'm feeling good yeah. about this interview. I'm really feeling so good about it. So my goal is to just go in, guns blazing, confidence. And actually I don't even care about the outcome anymore. You know? To me, this is almost like this is I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for them. I'm not doing this to get a job. I'm doing it because I know I can. And it's almost like a test. So th- I think my mindset has shifted a bit, yeah. not to feel desperate. And that's probably the key. Yeah. I, I don't want to feel desperate because that's when you get resistance. I want to feel like, hey, I've got what it takes. Just come and get me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to deliver my best. And that's all I can do, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I and, and you don't want to go... It's really about making sure it's the right fit too, because yeah, there's going to be a life on the other side of that interview. If you get that job, you know, is this going to be the right job for you or not? And if yeah. if you're desperate, you're just focusing on can I get the job, and then you'll focus later on on you know whether it's actually something you want to do or enjoy doing. But it can be it can be difficult because in the environment you're in, you know, you're really wanting the job, and so that pressure can yeah. really kind of make you. 
Yeah, desperate for that. But um, yeah, and to your point, uh, they invited you to the interview knowing full well, you know, yeah. your situation, your experience and everything. Um, exactly. They, they can make that choice. You know, you don't have to make that choice for them. No, exactly. You don't have to disqualify yeah. yourself, right? No, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So I think these are some of those nuances that you that you start Let them like figure out whether they should exactly. hire you. Yeah. Make it as that's easy right. as possible for them. <laughs> exactly. Pick me. <laughs> you're gonna go um, in there. You're and it's hey, if you get the job, great. If you don't get the job, great. Yeah, that's fine. And this is the mindset I think um I've arrived at because I'm like, hey, either way, I'm fine. I'm cool, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just a, I'm grateful for the experience. At the end of the day, it's an experience. You know, I've never interviewed with Bloomberg before and they're a very big company. They're a very, very big ticket item in my industry. So yeah. I'm grateful. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm proud that I was able to get the interview. Right. And I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I've made the initiative to contact um, the New York office and obviously respectfully ask for some inf- information, which I can also mentioned in my interview that I, you know, I have spoken with a few colleagues. So I, I am aware how mm-hmm. the role works. If they ask me, how do you know what, uh, my, you know, how, what do you know about the role? Um, aside from reading it from the website, you know, so I, I've kind of done my homework. Yeah. I'll continue to do my homework. Good. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, in, in the previous position you had, I mean, were people hired who didn't have a sales background? Did you have a sales background when you no, first got into I did it? Not. Okay. No, I did not. And I did not have a sales background. My um, the my hiring manager purely took a punt on me, as they say in Australia. You take a punt, as in you take yeah. a risk. And yeah. Yeah. he knew the minute he interviewed me, he knew I was going to be good. He said, "I," and I told him, "I I don't have sales experience." And he said, "I don't care. I know you're going to shine." And I did shine. So credit to him so he believed in me and and sometimes that's enough as well when you don't believe in yourself when you have someone else that believes in you um it really motivates you so yeah and i would say that uh those folks that you're going to be interviewing with are very much like your previous uh boss too that they understand the same leadership principles and thinking through you know how to bring on uh people onto the team and what to look for because exactly. those things are universal. For sure. Right. And so I think, you know, this, again, this could be just that same uh, scenario just now with this new chapter where you're going into uh, ESG investing, you're going with Bloomberg, and yeah. you're, you're getting in just the way that you got into your previous work in sales and business development. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. And I think what also um, gives me a lot of comfort is that nothing is really permanent. What circumstances are that are in front of you, you have to realize that nothing is actually permanent. Um, Everything is changing all the time. So, you know, just because it's a no doesn't mean it can't be a yes. Or, you know, just because you perceive that this is hard means it's going to be hard. It could be easy or it could be like, you know what, actually yeah, I'm the perfect candidate for this, but that's what they're looking for. Maybe they're looking for a woman who's that determined. So that's what I've kind of, it, it gives me a lot of comfort having that in the back of my mind, thinking nothing is really permanent. Everything is always changing. Yeah. Don't react. Don't give in to the circumstance because yeah. things are always shifting. You know, it's all about your mindset. So that has really um, helped me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think about that too. There's there's a few questions sometimes I'll work through in a in a journal prompt is how do I how am I creating myself today? How am I creating you today? Like in my case, it would be my clients or maybe readers of my content. In your case, it could be a person that's you that you're interviewing with. How am I creating you? Uh, yeah. And how am I creating the world? Because yeah. in all three of those, there's the fixed mindset version, which focuses on the things you can't control. I don't mm -hmm. have the experience or they're going to see through me or they're not going to be interested or for the world, the it's a recession and it's tough to find jobs, right? Versus yeah. I am uh, the perfect person for this position. I am someone who has the, the, the right material to be successful in this job. Uh, yeah. And then you can create that interviewer who is looking for exactly just like, you know, your last boss is looking for someone who can be uh, trained, but who has the tenacity and the, 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 the quote unquote soft skills that are, you know, uh, going to be successful at their job. And they're just looking for the right fit. And when, you know, when they hear from you, they're going to be attentive. They're going to be um, interested in your experience and your background. They're going to see that as exactly what they're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So my job is to convey that yeah. um, on the day. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I even have started to visualize what it's going to be like on the day. I mean, I guess like, it's not like I'm trying to psych myself up, but I just really want this job now. And I think I have a really good chance. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. my preparation, I guess. I'm preparing myself. Yeah. Good, good. What else can I help you with to make this conversation uh, this extraordinary for you? Um, maybe just how do you deal with rejection or maybe things that uh, sometimes don't go to plan or really hard things in your life you've maybe, yeah, confronted and it's just you, you don't sometimes... Whilst you see us, sometimes it's like two things, right? You you can see a way out, but then sometimes you still feel stuck in your head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you deal with that paradox? Yeah, that's what, well, and and that that was why I kind of dug into your past a little bit and into those yeah. experiences because uh, your experiences are going to probably be the most powerful ones. Those lessons that because you remember that you felt it, you know, and you went lived through it, you know. Yeah. Um, for me, um, they're similar things. I mean, they're, they're just certain lessons, you know, uh, I learned along the way. Uh, part of it is um, maintaining that sense of progress yeah. uh, by, you, you know, as, you, as we found, as we've been discussing, you know, you can, uh, you can really create wh whatever experience you, you know, you want out of this. You can make it something where you're always anxious and you're always, um, kind of kicking yourself about, you know, gosh, I didn't find the job today, or you can uh, focus on gratitude and what is working well and your past experience, what you've accomplished. Um, and then there, there is a process to this, just like with learning anything new, uh, going to a new place, uh, you know, it takes time. You got to put in the reps, right? And yeah. so, you know, one thing I know, one thing I, ref, uh, as I was sharing earlier, uh, as I was reflecting on my year, uh, there were times where I set expectations that I didn't meet to, you know, accomplish certain things. And it, what it reminded me of was 
focusing on the uh, on the process rather than the outcome. And how do I create the right kind of environment for me to uh, be productive, doing the right things that have the biggest impact? So yeah. that you know, when a month goes by or three months go by, then I look back and I I see traction, I see progress. I you know, so there's things, there's all kinds of things. There's you know, resources like Atomic Habits, you know, by James yeah. Clear. Great book. We spoke about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Chunking things down, taking it in bite-sized portions, um, not trying to do too much, uh, you know, all at once, you know, be, you know, in an unrealistic way, but um, just breaking it down into really small goals and focusing on today and yeah. mm -hmm. um, just being content. Um you know, so the, you know, those are kind of two two things I do kind of go back to over two mantras. One is uh, that I got from my coach is yes lives in the land of no. Oh wow, I like that one. Yeah, it, the the basic principle is mm. you can have anything you want if you're willing to get a thousand no's for it. Yeah, you told me that before. Yeah. Yeah. So yes lives in the land of no, and every no is just getting you closer to that next yes, and mm. where where most people will give up. Uh, and you know this from sales, your sales experience, right? Most, what most yeah. people give up, you know, the first few tries, right? Yeah. But most of the sales, the biggest sales are usually made uh, after several attempts, right? 100%, yeah. So it's all about that longevity. And um, well, the World Cup is going on right now, right? I always like to say, you know, success in business and life is, is more like playing soccer than it is playing uh, baseball or American football because you don't get three strikes, you don't get four downs. You can take as many yeah. shots on goal as you want. And the more shots you get, the better, right? More likely you are to score. Yeah, totally. And that's why they record the number of shots on target or mm -hmm. attempted rather, yeah. because that gives them um, a good, uh, you know, parameter to realistically know who's actually going to win this match. Because mm -hmm. the more goals you take, on, on an attempt, of course, the more closer you'll get to that goal and, and actually getting it in into yeah. the net, right? Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So take so in your case, my case, those shots on goal are conversations, uh, writing, uh, doing those rep, putting in those reps, you know, every day. Mm. And the more That's shots you same. get. Yeah. Because remember, this game is one where longevity is your advantage, right? Yeah. Uh, mm. your secret weapon, this is another thing my coach said, I, I always remember your secret weapon is the patient execution of what everyone else knows they should be doing. Oh, that's very nice. You know, so staying with it every day, just putting in that, that rep, mm. because most people just aren't going to, they're just going to quit because they want the the magic pill. They want that. Overnight. And they want that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, there's a term for it. I'm forgetting. Uh, it's called. Um, sorry, I'm forgetting the term, but there's a term for it. Yeah, but I, I totally agree with you. It's persistence, it's consistency, it's the discipline, all of that good stuff, which comes from just time and time, repeating, trying different ways, you know, yeah. changing 1%, 1% every day Yeah. to make that difference. Um, yeah. You know, one so, other big thing too for me was realizing that um, the, my emotion, the feelings I have, like you said, they're totally natural. They just happen. Yeah. You know, instead of judging it, get get curious about it. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel, 
like you're having a bad day, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. Yeah. I don't, my, I, my, my goal isn't to not have a bad day or not have a bad feeling. I just wish though people would talk about that more. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I don't know. I just feel in today's world where everyone is just trying to be and show like that nothing phases them, which is such bullshit. If I can just excuse my French, because I think people just, it's struggle is just natural. And, mm-hmm. or maybe it's our perception sitting online and looking at everyone doing so well. And you just feel like, okay, it's just me that's struggling, but it's, that's not the case. Yeah. So, um, agree you know it's okay to be not okay uh, it's what's not okay is to dwell in it right and to stay in that what's not okay is to just stay where you are i think it's important to just keep moving along but yeah. it's okay not to be okay yeah and and even with that i mean it, it process it let it sit as long as it needs to but yeah and then just take it for you can turn it to your advantage by saying look this is telling me something here and, yeah. uh, but it's, it's not a, d- a determination or a command. It's just a suggestion, you know? So these thoughts, sometimes I like to think of it as like, it's a conveyor belt. It's just kind of a stream passing through my mind yeah. and yeah. I can choose which ones I want to grab and hang on to, or what I'm yeah. just let back on that conveyor belt and just move right along. But so, yeah. so when you do that, then, uh, do you find that it, gives you that strength that you might need sometimes to keep going or? Yeah, I think over the long, you know, over time it it does, because if, if you can let go of the expectation, then it doesn't make the, those times feel better. But Mm. now when I go through it, now I'm thinking, Hey, you know, I, today really feels bad. Like I'm in a bad mood. Like I'm feeling really frustrated. Um, Mm. I've been here before though. Why am I feeling this way? What, what did I do? What am I thinking about? You know, it's always invariably there was some kind of pathway I took to get there. Very subtle, Uh very not almost imperceptible. But Uh if I think back to it, it's always thoughts that I was cultivating (laughs) that uh, then, you know, uh, the seed just kind of germinated into into a bad mood or bad feeling. Uh, But I, now I just feel like, you know what? Okay. I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm recognizing it mm. and I'm going to try to make sure I don't let it get taken out on my wife or my kids. <laughs> and, you know, I just recognize, Hey, this is me. This is all going on inside my head. This is a story I'm telling myself. And I don't know what, I'm not even going to try to like get rid of it. I'll, I'll maybe think about, okay, what can I do um, that I know, you know, like maybe make phone calls or do something, uh, watch something inspirational or something like that, you know, maybe to get out of the funk, but, uh, but it, it'll be here as long as it is. And I'm going to, yeah. you know, kind of analyze it to death, <laughs> you know, Yeah. But, but it's there. I'm just recognizing it. And uh-huh. you know, it is, it, it is what it is. It's just a feeling and I'm not going to give it any more, you know, meaning to that. Energy. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, I also want to ask you, um, what you think about almost being delusional in self-belief because sometimes you know uh it's you can't see the the tunnel well you can't see the light you you, yeah. you actually have blinders on because 
of xyz so how is it it's almost like you have to have delusional self-belief and does that actually then materialize into inspiration or inspired action as they call it mm-hmm. then suddenly you might feel one day um you wake up and you think okay i'm going to contact this person and then suddenly magically things just align and you know yeah. hey presto you have a job <laughs> so i don't know do you what do you think about having that blind faith in you in yourself Delu- it's almost delusional yeah, well yeah so i think uh it's definitely crucial whether you believe it or not yeah right and you got to be honest with yourself about that uh cuz you can't you can't lie to yourself I think about that. Yeah. If you don't believe it, yeah, you're not going to, yeah. You have to, that's why I say you have to convince your, your mind. You have to give it the evidence. And that's where those reps come in. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And so, and you get, you get that by putting in the reps, you get that by reflecting back on what you've done before the previous wins, previous challenges you've overcome, Mm. uh, you know, and, and, and building up that, that repetition builds familiarity, which builds confidence. But um, yeah, you're it's it's you're going against the grain, and it's always going to be challenging because people will want to keep you safe. And if you're doing something that's scary, especially if it's scary to them and something they would be willing to do, they're going to yeah. want to hold you back as well. But not because they're trying to make your you worse off; they're just trying to keep you safe. Your mind's also trying to keep you safe. And, and you, you have that instinct that says, don't do this. Don't go there. You've never been here before. What are you doing? Yeah. You're going to fail. You're going to fall flat on your face. And I think the underlying belief is that uh, success and failure are opposites. Mm. Whereas uh, it's really the opposite. Mediocrity, yeah. mediocrity is the opposite of success. Yeah. Yeah. Success and failure is the same point. I agree. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Because you're trying, you're, <laughs> you're taking action. Correct. Yes. The opposite and, of taking action is not taking action. Staying there. Ha- yeah. Yeah. And, and having right. resentment, regret, you know. Yeah. Life. And dwelling in it and complaining and just being negative. But you're right. Action. As long as you're taking action. And and this is the same in sales, by the way. Yeah. As long as you're taking, you know, activity. That's why when in a sales uh, team, they always want us to record activity. They want to see that we're actually taking action mm-hmm. on contacting such and such people or, you know, having a pipeline because, you know, it's not guaranteed. Sales is never guaranteed, but if unless you're actually not unless you do the action, of course it's not going to get be guaranteed. Yeah. So you might as well do the action. You might yeah. as well contact people and do the sales and uh, speak to people. And of, yeah. of course, then only then will you have any success. So right, right, same in life. Yeah, and it feels good when you have that call, even if you don't close the sale, or like hundred oh, percent when you've been having those networking events, right? You meet with people, yeah, and land a job, but it still feels good. You're doing something. You're learning something. So even if you don't close a sale, even if it's a quote unquote failure, you still learn something and you, you have activity, you know? Yeah. And, and this is now actually why I think this month I feel better about my jobs and my application process because um, now I'm treating it like that. Yeah. It's like a practice run almost. Not to say that I'm not giving my best shot. I am, but everything is practice and everything is, um, good thing you know at least yeah. i got to speak with someone and i got to learn about their business that's great yeah. yeah down the track i might need them one day who knows so that's the way i look at it now well and then only that i mean you you've worked with salespeople, so you've seen people who are successful you've seen people who are not successful um 
you know, when you saw someone who's struggling and you see that, oh, they've only made like two or three calls or they've only made two or three attempts, right? I mean, is there any wonder, right? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like, well, of course you're yeah. successful because you're not trying enough. Yeah. And and they, they so. may be stuck in that loop that you were talking about before, right? Where they didn't get the uh, the wins. And so that discouraged them from making calls. And so they did make calls, which means they, st- they which means they didn't get any traction. And so it just keeps reinforcing it and they there's this yeah. inertia builds up. So that's yeah. why that activity is so important because if you can if you have the resilience to make a to get a hundred of those rejections, those quote unquote rejections, you'll get that one person that uh says yes, and then it's like another burst of energy, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. But it, but eventually you can kind of decouple your emotion from the outcome. And you get to a point yeah. where just making calls is just something you do or doing the reps is just something that's just so habitual that, yeah, yeah you know, it happens. And then the lagging indicators that you're going to get more and more of those desirable outcomes because you can, you're just an engine that just keeps Correct. churning that out. Yeah. Uh, but I think the difference between sales process and a, the job process is that it's hard not to take it personally because mm-hmm. in a sales role, you know, you're, the, unless you're selling your own product, the product that you're pitching or promoting or the service, you know, if someone doesn't take a, a yes to that, I feel like it's easier not to take it personally. Whereas, although you're chasing a target perhaps, but mm-hmm. if it's a job that you keep getting rejections, I feel like it's easier for your mind to be very negative about it. But anyway, you got to, like anything, you got to train your train yourself. And again, you know, it's just about, right, how can I do this better? Or maybe I can improve my interview technique, or maybe I can be more concise or, you know, X, Y, Z. So it's the same, but it's a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what I would suggest there, maybe you write out that what that belief is or why you're, why that feeling pops up, because it sounds like the belief there is they are rejecting me personally. When they say no, when they refuse to hire me, it is a judgment on, on me, my character, my self-worth. Yeah. Which is not the case, right? Yeah. Obviously they don't even know me. (laughs) Right. So, but, but then uh, we don't want to stop there. We want to say, okay, what's the, what is the belief that we want to substitute in for that? Um, I don't know. (laughs) Well, what would serve you best? If you get a rejection, what would that mean for you? I mean, it's, you know, you can try a different way because ultimately it's going to be a yes to, you know, with another company maybe. So I think, yeah, the way I see it is it's just practice. It's almost like, Mm -hmm. you know, what I can learn from this interview that maybe I wasn't great at, or maybe I was rejected. I could use the experience gained or the confidence from learning how to better give interviews. I can use that into my next role, which hopefully it'll be, yeah, it'll be a positive and they'll hire me based on, you know, what, what um, I learned from the failure. Right. So, I mean, so when someone doesn't hire me, it doesn't reflect, it's not a reflection of my character. It is simply a reflection of their preferences, which Ah. uh, it's not the right job for me. You can just say, you know, you can create that belief. Because remember, we can create whatever belief is going to serve you best. 
Yeah, I, I forget that. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so when you, when you get a quote unquote rejection, it just yeah. means when you get that no, all that means is no next one. Okay. The wrong job. It wasn't, that's not the one for you yet. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yes. That would really change things around because I, I tend to take it. Well, in the past I've taken it personally. Oh my God, it's an attack on mm-hmm, me, but it's mm-hmm, not, it's, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. They don't even know me. And, so are, right. and are you auditioning them or are they auditioning you? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I, I need to think of it as there. I'm auditioning them. That's what I need to. Well, it sounds like when you go in there, you're. I think part of it, like what you said, if you take it personal because it's them auditioning you, and so if you don't get the job, then that means it's a rejection. You put out your best, or you showed them who you are, and they said, "Yeah, you know, thumbs down." Yeah. Disprove, right. Okay. So what you're saying is that I need to change that a little bit in my head and make it so that I auditioned them. Yeah. And then okay. you're now finding out, okay, am I, uh, are they a 10 out of 10 for me? Uh-huh. So how, so my question would be then, um, how do you not let that feel arrogant? Because I feel like I'm the one who needs the job up here, right? <laughs> I need the money. So I'm on the receiving end. I'm, it's not my well, company. So, so how do you, yeah. So my question would be, how do you not let that come across as arrogant? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, how would you feel like in your, in your past role, if you brought someone on your team and you overheard them, maybe say talking to their friend on a, on a lunch break or something. And they were saying, well, yeah, th- you know, this job's not that great, you know, uh, the pay sucks, the conditions aren't that great, or the hours are long. Um, I have this boss, Hina, is just like so annoying, you know, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to be here for a while and I'm just going to you know, bounce to the next thing, you know. Uh, I think I would not feel great because I think it would show a degree of disrespect, maybe, to what we have. You feel arrogant? what was that sorry would it would it it seem arrogant would you say that person probably seemed a bit kind of entitled or yeah I think yes I would yeah yeah so what so what so are you trying to say that I need to it's important I audition them and the mindset needs to be that I am actually interviewing you because you know like I I don't understand yeah yeah so I would say um when it comes to relationships and think of this as a relationship, uh, agreements over expectations, right? Yeah. It's, uh, you're going into a relationship with peers and colleagues and the goal is for, you want to only go into this relationship if it's going to be extraordinary for both of you, right? Mm-hmm. And so that means both of you have to audition each other. Both of you have to make sure that this is the right fit. Uh, otherwise, yeah. if it's just on them, then there's this kind of asymmetry to it. Yeah, I right? agree. And, and um, you, you're also, you know, like that's why I said you can't kind of give that example from the opposite extreme. If um, you want to make sure that this is a good fit for you too, is because you're in a way you're kind of doing them a favor by not, yeah. you know, uh, coming in in this position if it's really not going to be a ten out of ten for you, 
and then eventually it there's expectations there and then that what that does is leads to disappointment resentment mm -hmm. as opposed to and uh coming into it with with agreement where both sides say hey you know what we're choosing to work together and we're going to agree that this is what uh what looks good for for me this is what looks good for you and you're both mm. mutually agreeing to that you know and so okay. it's not coming yeah. to like well you got to prove to me that you know you guys are worth you know my time no it's more yeah. that you know i want to make sure that i know you guys want to make sure that i'm the right fit for you but i also want to make sure this is going to be the right fit for me so i don't want to be here and waste your time and your energy and be a hr you know nightmare nuisance yeah yeah Okay, I no, that's work, a good I point. want to work with people that I love working with, that I want to be in a job that I'm excited to get up and go to every single day. And that chemistry is important. And we need to make sure this is like a relationship. We need to make sure that's going to work for both of us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so do you suggest that in the interview, perhaps, or any, any interview going forward, that that definitely is something that I communicate in a less direct and obvious way? Well, I think uh, you want to ask yourself what would make this a 10 out of 10? You mean the job? Yeah. Or the company? Yeah. Yeah, the job, the company, the people. What are you looking for? And then um, I think, you know, a lot of times they'll ask for feedback, right? And I mean, if, uh, but you can think in terms of questions that yeah. you want to ask them. You, sure, you really yeah. need to get curious. Like, is this yeah. going to really be sure. the right yeah, fit for you. And 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 I think they'll see that come through. For sure. I'm generally quite curious about uh, the role itself, but I think perhaps my mind shift, mind sh mindset needs to shift to, no, but I'm also auditioning you. It's not just you're auditioning me because I need money. <laughs> so I think that slight shift needs to happen in my head. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And that's, and that's the curiosity kind of goes to that. You know, if you're curious about yeah. that position, then they, I think that will come across with them. And because I think a lot of times, you know, they, my guess is that most people don't really ask questions. They're probably not interact, you know, inter engaging, you know, with the interviewers. So I think if you are engaging and there's a back and forth in that conversation yeah. rather than a one way, I think that's going to be a very different experience. For both of you for sure and i think it flows more and generally actually when i think about where i've performed you know well in my interviews that's it's always been a two-way street it's a communication yeah. rather than them asking all the questions because they then feel like i'm engaged so i agree yeah. so um that's and what are people usually doing right they're tr you're usually trying to put on the best face best show almost kind of like a first date right and uh yeah. you know before you yeah. find out okay what's really going on you know underneath yeah it. you know and it's like no no it's genuine it's authentic this is me this is what I'm really looking for yeah this, these are my strengths and skills weaknesses or you know all that and mm -hmm. we're really having a real conversation we're really you know trying to find out if this is really going to be a good fit you know yeah I was like, okay that's that's good I like that I'm gonna try and sort of have that level of mindset i generally do but i think maybe a bit of a more switch mm -hmm. needs to happen mm -hmm. so thank you for that yeah and i mean to uh, you know if you want to express it i mean i'd probably just you know go as far as just saying that like uh sharing how you feel about the position and saying that look i also want to make sure that uh this is a good you know fit for, me, for me too because yeah i think yeah. this is you know i want to be in a great 
working environment. I want to make sure that, you know, this is going to be something where six months from now, a year from now, you know, I'm excited to get yeah. working and we're, we're, we have great chemistry and we're working well together, you know. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, it's everyone's time and time is, yeah. you know, so precious. It's almost like you can't, um, repl- you know, time is not something that you can ever yeah. get back. So, yeah. Yeah. And you're a people person. You've, that's been your experience, right? Working with people. Yes. You know, it makes a difference the kind of environment you're in and, and having that right yeah. match. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have more time for me or, or this is it, or I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. Well, how do you feel? Do you feel like this is, this is it? I mean, do, or... oh, you, you should do life coaching if you already don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. good. That's good. That's good. No, we don't, we don't have to go any further than that. I mean, once you got what you need, then uh, you'll yeah. know what to do from here. And so I think that the main thing is just get get that insight that you need and then take action on that. Yeah, no, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think I'm doing okay. It's just today I'm having a bit of an off day, but I, I will definitely um, do more, like reinforce that belief system, which sometimes mm-hmm. I do and sometimes I lack. <laughs> so I will just, um, but you know, I what I love about you is you're so you're so steadfast in your confidence. You're so like almost nonchalant about it. Like I want to get to that where uh, you know I'm no. not really fussed about what's happening. I'm just here. <laughs> take it, <laughs> take it or leave it. <laughs> you know, once I get one thing I've learned is that when I'm in the, the right conversation with a fun and interesting person, uh, all the problems I struggle with on my own, it just feels like, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, what am I worried about? Okay. That And that's the power yeah. of that connection. I think you've seen that too, when you network with people. So, um, and so I realized that it's really important for me to be, to have a good conversation with an interesting person every day mm-hmm. because that keeps you you can't be in a funk like that for very long if you know if you're yeah. having powerful conversations every day agreed and if they're not powerful and if they're not interesting then what do you do <laughs> well you, but, next one move on to the next one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. if you're having one like that every day though i mean you're gonna really are you really gonna care about the one bad one no no not really <laughs> Yeah. yeah. One other piece of advice too, I would mention is when you're, when you're in a funk too, uh, a lot of times you're in your head. So getting yeah. out of your head can be really important. So do some burpees that you have to do exercise, yeah. walk around, um, yes. on Netflix, get a bowl of ice cream, do what you know, just break the pattern, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. That definitely helps breathing, yeah. journaling, whatever. Yeah. Watching something inspiring. I know there's a million things you can do just to get out of your head because sometimes the head is just, you know, your mind is just such a bad place to live in sometimes, you know, like, yeah. So um, you really have to command it. It's a monkey yeah. brain as we call it. It's a monkey mind. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, it takes me back to my, my, my school days when I was, you know, taking calculus and you're, you're just stuck on a problem. You just cannot make sense out of. Sometimes you just have to put the books down. You have to walk away, do just do something different. And just kind of yeah. clear the the RAM and come yeah. back to it. And all of a sudden it all makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So take taking breaks, exactly. Yeah. Uh yes. Um, maybe every couple of hours or something. Yeah. That helps for sure. Yeah. Just I think nutrition. 
Yeah, if you can catch it and just say, look, you know what? I'm I'm banging my head against the wall here. I need to stop. I'm just going to yeah. break the pattern. going to do something different. I'm just going to shake it up, get out of my head. Yeah. Do something, and I'm going to come back to this. Well, I try to do that um, with the jobs thing. So, um, like, if I'm not feeling like very inspired to apply for a certain job i'll just leave it or maybe i'll do like applications um and then i'll take a couple of days break and i'll just won't touch it touch my linkedin at all because yeah. i'm sick of it break, and that yeah. helps yeah coming back to the refreshing of momentum because you can't if you're in a mundane um like uh, you know pattern then it's hard sometimes yeah. you just have to leave it yeah it is it is it is absolutely Okay. Um, well, thank you. That's uh, everything from my side. Awesome. Thank you great. for. I think this is a, this is great. I think uh, I, 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 it uncovered a lot. I think uh, it sounds like you've kind of gotten a couple of insights out of this, and so you know, I think just take it, and run with it, and then um, you know, let's let's talk again and uh, be interesting to see what you know uh, happens on the other side of that interview. Thank you. I'll keep you posted. Um, but uh, happy Christmas and happy New Year and all the festive stuff. Um, until I next time, I think we'll probably link in on in, Jan in January some sometime. Maybe we'll figure it out. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, thanks, Hina. It was great to chat Thank with you. you. Appreciate appreciate See? your time and appreciate you being open and just willing to just kind of put your story out there and and talk with me. Thanks. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening and, um, you know, offering your insights. Thank you so much. Let's have a conversation about your dream job. Take a look at the show description and feel free to reach out.